So hello everybody, this is 19 to the dozen. Um, today we are in uh, Lastavica, the NGO of uh, former Yugoslav people that help uh, other Yugoslav people to integrate in Prague and at the same time keep their tradition and culture and language. We are here today with Amanda Mataya, um, the founder of Prague Integration um, NGO. Is it an NGO? It's not an NGO, it's a, it's a company. Okay. Uh, but with an NGO soul, so... <laughs> so welcome, thank you very much for um, doing this and having the time in your super busy schedule to sit down with us and talk about Prague and what you do, I guess. No problem, Bogdan. My, it's my pleasure to be here. I am all yours today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Tak, um, what do you want to speak about first? Um, I know you're from Rijeka. I've visited Rijeka as well uh, on my way to Opatia, I think. Of course, the Adriatic Sea is wonderful. So how is it to grow up, I guess, by the sea and everything? Oh, everyone asks me that. Uh, I mean, they ask me, do I miss the sea? Do I miss the coast and so on? I, I miss, I do. I grew up uh, 20 minutes by walk to the sea from, from my house. Uh, and maybe, you know, now I'm, now I'm becoming a little bit nostalgic about talking about Rijeka. But it was really nice growing up there. Rijeka is like special city, I would say. It's different than the other parts of Croatia. It has a really good, uh, really good soul. And it's an industrial city. And it's, we say like the punk was born in Rijeka. There were a lot of good bands from, from really? Rijeka. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Paraf, Termiti. We listen, uh, we listen about them. And uh, what's interesting about uh, Rijeka is it has also like very open soul. There are like Serbian people living there, Muslim people. And we grow under, you know, the umbrella of tolerance there. Yeah. Um, so Which, what is what re reminded me? It reminded me of home in a way, mm -hmm. in which I understood as a tourist that it's multiculti, exactly like Timisoara. Mm -hmm. And I think this th this comes from the former Austro-Hungarian Empire. No, w yeah. it was Rijeka was part of the no, yeah. or maybe not. Yeah. So I, I think because like the buildings. I mean, if you're in Timisoara in Vienna, theoretically, or in Rijeka, I mean the of course the size of the buildings but it's the same right right it looks the same it yeah, has the it same does. air the same it feeling does. but the bonus is that Rijeka is on the sea so on the <laughs> sea yeah 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 that's for sure one of its main attractions yeah so you moved to Prague yeah 2015 uh 6th of October I I remember cool. <laughs> <laughs> I will not forget the day yeah it was uh, interesting yeah I, I graduated on 25th of September and then I moved to uh, Prague, 6th of October, 2015. So it was the year I'm good you with numbers. Right? I'm good with numbers. Okay. <laughs> it was the year you graduated? Yeah, 2015, yeah. So uh, what made you move, I guess? Did you see Prague as a tourist before moving? or? I saw in that summer, I saw it. I came to work via a website called uh, World Packers. Okay. And I was a cleaning lady at the hostel. So I was exchanging my skills for accommodation. And uh, then I met uh, friends, uh, and we are now very good friends. Uh, one of my best friends, Felipe, he's from Brazil, and he told me, you know, like, now you're here, and do you like it? I was like, yeah, Felipe, I like it, but I'm here just for two weeks, you know, and then I'm going back home because Croatia is my home. Uh, back then I lived in Zagreb, yeah, I lived in the capital. So he told me, why don't you try to find a job here? I was like, no, you know, why would I? And... 
I finished social work, so I was like, I'm going to probably find a job there. But then, um, but as the time was passing, I was intensely thinking about that idea. I started to search for the jobs. And then while I started to search for the jobs, I saw there, there are like a lot of jobs and the market is really rich with the entry-level positions. So I decided to give it a try. I uh, graduated. I packed my 400 euros, one-way ticket, and I was on the 6th of October on my way to, to, to Prague. So this is how the adventure actually started. Go on. Don't let me stop you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's, let's start with what happened after. And uh, I started to work in sales. I was uh, <laughs> I was working in a conference sales. I was selling the conferences, and I was waking. I was uh, Amanda from the Konyevova Street because the Konyevova Street was the street where my company was uh, selling the conferences. I would, I would make like eighty calls per day, uh, okay. trying to you know really kind of uh, prove myself on the sales level. And uh, this is my first job I had. Yeah. Then after. Uh, I moved to another job. I moved to work in the social bakers. Okay. It's like kind of a, you know, startup atmosphere and so on. And in the meantime, you know, uh, I start to build my life here. I start to meet people. I start to explore the city. I start to smell it. I start to learn Czech. Uh, I promised myself when I came here that, you know, uh, this is a place I'm going to stay for some time and I'm going to invest myself in it. Okay. Because living between two cities for me, it won't work, yeah. I have to be in one place and build myself and everything around me there. Okay, what made you decide? Except, I guess, you're there, gonna say the people, the city. You know. mm. It was a very fast decision. Uh, I think that it was love on first sight. It sounds so clingy, but it's a love on first sight. I think since I came here, I started to, you know, like, do some random things like just you know having a beer at the at the park, uh, walking through the streets of Prague, having my you know uh, flea markets on Saturday, and meet meet experts, meet random different people that I don't have opportunity to meet in Croatia. That fulfilled me, and that's how I stayed start, uh, decided to stay and say to myself, you know, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it like a big chance to Prague. That is true. I mean, judging from. The places we come from home, you know, the, the multiculti in our cities will maybe like four, five, six nationalities at best, right? Prague is... At best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Prague is like amazingly multicultural from this yeah. point of view. And you can actually even like hear all the languages of the earth being spoken in the metro, in the trams and so on. So then... I've followed you lately on, I mean, since you started the Prague integration thing on LinkedIn and I see the effort you put in this. So then meeting all these foreigners that you were saying, mm -hmm. right, and having this kind of ultra multiculti experience, exchanging ideas, which was fulfilling, as you said, right? Very Is much. this where you had your first idea about Prague integration or how? That's actually how it started. It was yeah. like kind of the first thing. Uh, the second thing is actually my uh, experience in working in a, in a corporation, actually that motivate me kind of to look on the other side and to kind of you know add some additional value to my job because I after I moved work in a 
in a corporation and I was, and I'm still, I'm an account manager selling mm -hmm. the servers. Yep. Yeah. And I found a value there in helping, you know, the, the customers and uh, I still do. But I missed the direct contact with the people, okay. you know. And this was something that you don't get so much into corporation when you work with your customers that are in Bosnia, okay. where customers are from. No. Then my other customers from Prague Integration, clients, not customers, who are expats in Prague and who I felt, you know, a little bit more because I'm one of them. Okay, so this was the second thing. Third thing is just simply missing uh, some of the services in Czech Republic. Okay. So mental health is service mm -hmm. okay. and uh, lately legal service. But mental health was something that was badly missing. Uh, I'm not saying that does not exist, but it's specific for the local people and specific for the foreigners. Uh, also, uh, pandemic hit and it was kind of a big thing and being switched and people started to ask, I would say, desperately for help and support on psychological level. So this is how actually Prague integration rolled, okay. something more serious. Because mm -hmm. before, as its name say, it's Prague integration, yeah. Prague integration so courses. You, you started, as, as far as I know, you started with like just kind of a meetups thing. Meetups, yeah. Where new people in Prague yeah. could network. Very informal, yeah, very exactly. informal. And where they could network, find out about job opportunity, but you know, like, and from there it grew into this uh, The this mental things, health yeah. service, mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, there is still a need for integration part from informal point of view, I would say, because from formal point of view, government of Czech Republic is providing integration course for non-EU citizens. Mm -hmm. So not to duplicate the jobs, I may keep it an informal level. I don't want this, you know, event to go, but for now it's on hold as now people can't enter uh, Czech Republic, you know, except for work or except for some... Yeah, but business opportunities and so on, I, I, I and remote work the also. Check news out about this, but hopefully, mm, I think we're going towards the end of this, no lockdowns yeah. and so on. Yeah, yeah. So this, I think, will change throughout the summer. It should. I mean, yeah, I. I but I, I don't understand, so. like the um, the the way the the lockdown in Czech Republic, which kind of lasted more or less since October, in since one way October, or another. Yeah with different restrictions, no? But a half a year. Yeah, mm. it's, it could, I mean, not could, but amplifies this kind of cabin fever kind of thing, missing people, and which amplifies, I guess, into um, need for psychological help of some sort. Definitely. I uh, opened it with group support. Okay. So it was group support based on donations, and I recruited uh, back then eight counselors, mental health counselors, to help and support us on this one. Uh, there are also experts mm -hmm. from different uh, countries. Okay. Uh, we have even South Africans, Koreans, Americans, French, Spanish, Czech, Slovak. So our counselors are also worldwide class. Yeah. Very nice. And well when we started, it was this group support, as I said. So we were meeting every day. You know, every day different counselor was holding the group and they would meet once per week. Okay, so for example, Ross does it on Tuesdays and his group has six, seven people. And next Tuesday, he also meets that group in period in, of six, uh, six weeks. Mm -hmm. And it was based on donations, pay, you know, okay. as much you have. Uh, after that... That was a kind of a success, right? I've, I've it seen, was. I've seen some pictures on LinkedIn. You had 
big crowds, I guess. Yeah, I had more than like people are actually eighty I mean, people that signed up. Yeah. So we tried to uh, give opportunity to everyone to participate in a group support, and then it kind of also uh, boomed into the individual support because not all the clients can go through the groups for some of them uh, need an individual support with, with the counselors. So then after that, the individual support program came. Okay. okay. After that, it rolled also to the crisis intervention program because there are certain clients who are under uh, crisis and we have a counselor who is providing the crisis intervention as well for free. Okay. And individual counseling, we are now charging, but acceptable priced and we have also the discount programs for the people who are in need who are unemployed who are in financial hardship uh, students retired single parents and so on so when i talk about it just in my head it goes that mental health needs to be accessible for everyone okay and if someone and comes since we're on this subject and you know if any of our listeners would like to directly reach out to this I, I guess you're, you know, you're on all platforms. Yes, right? I'm. I'm trying really to be active on the platforms. Uh, our social media manager is doing the great job and really trying to put the daily content on. So we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we have of course our web page, we are on LinkedIn. I'm also planning to do the YouTube. Prague integration on all. Prague so integration they, on all. Yeah, okay. I'm also planning to do the YouTube platform. We will make videos and share some useful tips and tricks for the people. So yeah, we are very much covered cool cool so if anybody um so let's let's uh, let's take this from like the general thing into perspective mm-hmm. so um somebody moves to prague they reach out on you and what what can they find there they can find like support networking. yeah they can find uh mental health support so as i said individual or group counseling also with that we have some special events because now you know some of the topics came out like, for example, burnout, resilience, and so on. So we organize the free events. Every month we put a free event for someone. You know, just come and see how we work. Now we have a mindfulness event, reducing stress through, mu- through mindfulness. Okay. You when know? is that going to be? Maybe we That's can... going to be on 27th of April at 5.30. Okay. And it's free. Uh, we just have limited... Places. Yeah. And we try to put also our events... Uh, with limited number of participants. We'll make, you know, two events with mm-hmm. 12 to 15 mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. because we want interaction in the group and everyone to feel comfortable. This is especially important when you meet people in person. And that we're also going to do because now we have our new space. Uh, so Tell people about that. Where, where will they be able to find you and from when? Yeah, it's a uh, space will be in Ameritska, 41. And it will be from tomorrow, actually, because tomorrow is the grand opening of okay. the space. Yeah. Not a lot of people can be present there, but I'll open it on my own. Yeah, I'll make a picture so I don't make sure I did it. <laughs> so, well done, yeah. Congrats. Yeah, I'm very happy. We can do certain clients, we can work with, some cert- with certain clients online, but uh, we need also place in person. Yeah. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to it. Ameritska is on, in Vinohradi? Somewhere? It's Vinohradi, yeah. Oh, Vinohradi, la, yeah, la, yeah, yeah. Glassy. <laughs> <laughs> look and at you, Amanda. And accessible by tram. <laughs> oh, look at you, Amanda. What is the Zastavka? Zastavka je na Mestimiru. Well done, well done. <laughs> so how did you come across it? I mean, how, how did you get that place? 
my friend. Uh, is it a Ali. sponsorship? Is it a cooperation? Is it's it? a cooperation with my uh, my friend, and she's very happy to support us on this one. So yeah, you big thanks to Annie, Annie, our friend Annie. Thank you, Annie. Well done, Annie. Well done, Annie. Yeah. Meritska, forty-seven. Forty-one. Forty-one. Okay. Okay, and I'd like to come back now. Yes, of course. It's very important for foreigners to know what they can expect. Yeah. So mental health support and also from today officially we launch our legal services so law right, support you were and legal me support about it, uh, just yeah. before so you signed the partnership with the legans okay. advocatni cancellaro the law office uh, yeah i'm really happy for that i've been cooperating with them for certain months on our webinars through prague morning okay and now we saw the huge demand on uh, on the from the experts I didn't know about the Prague morning webinars, but yeah. first of all... Let's go step by step, Bogdan, yeah, exactly. you're very impatient. <laughs> first of all, what services can the, uh, your, the expats that will be part of Prague integration, that mm -hmm. will you know, follow um, the, your events and so on, so what kind of legal help will they... They can get legal help in certain matters connected from, with from the expat issue. Through yeah. this partnership. Through this just, partnership, yeah. uh, we offer counseling for free 30 minutes, free consultation, and we provide a voucher. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, if, let me give you an example of a typical expat issue. Landlord doesn't want to return the deposit. Okay. Okay, and what to do, okay? So they come and consult with one of our lawyers and for 30 minutes. A lawyer explains to them what are they, what are they entitled by the law. Okay. 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 And they can propose them certain, for example, legal actions that can take in name of the law office towards the landlord. Okay. And then... They are entitled for the second meeting, and for the second meeting, we give 20% of the discount. Mm -hmm. So we also try to make this accessible for yeah, the experts. Yeah, yeah. There are a lot of issues connected with the tenants and landlords, with the documents connected with permanent or temporary residence, with getting married, with parental leave, with employment contract, and so on. So this is some kind of a common things that experts are asking us for. Uh, in a few days, I already got like 10... 10 inquiries, and I haven't even started advertising it properly. So I see the demand, and I'm really happy uh, working with Legan so we can support our experts. Uh, and third thing is uh, also some special, you know, events for the employment events we are organizing, CV, how to write a CV, how to present yourself on the market, uh, how to find a job in Czech Republic, and so on. So this is kind of a three stage stages we are fields we are providing for the for the experts we are also trying to do parts uh with networking okay networking events but now they're on hold no due to due to COVID. but uh, when things get back to normal our networking events are again back yeah yeah i now forgot what was the next thing the uh, Prague morning webinars, Prague morning webinars. Yeah, yeah, Prague morning webinars. Uh, I'm already doing it from um, <clears throat> September. So we are organizing a monthly webinar and I'm also interviewing uh, experts and experts uh, who are doing certain job in Czech Republic, certain business in Czech Republic. So they're kind of interesting stories and kind of a their way to success. Okay. Uh, 
but besides that, what is more important to me is to provide some practical help. So we were we've been organizing every month and a half with Legans legal webinars. Okay. And now I our think I've seen one on LinkedIn. You're mm-hmm. live on link, live on LinkedIn as well, right? Yeah. Our specialization specialization now are tenants and landlords. Yeah, because it's the most hot topic. Yeah. We are also uh, planning to do some. Have you encountered future. like? If you can talk about like what is the greatest issue that you might might have encountered or people would ask help for, I mean, is th- this would be normal like maybe with the deposit normal in a bad way let's say, but are there like bigger problems? Well, you have some kind of a, you know thing connected with rent. Uh, landlords just all of a sudden he raises the rent. Okay, with a with an ongoing contract or something. With an ongoing okay. contract or. Uh, Suddenly, he adds some additional fee- fees to pay, okay. and so, so these on. These things happen. These things happen. Yeah, yeah. There are also some questions if you rent a flat through the agency, so kind of a you know. Yeah, the, the commissions and everything, commissions and, uh, and so on. Mm-hmm. So there is always a lot of questions coming from the expert side. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm here from 2012, and I'm lucky enough to never have to to change apartments. But um, since then, uh, up to now. Prague, uh, Prague and Czech Republic changed, but it was even back then. It was even sometimes maybe difficult to find rent. Yeah, I'm not really I sure, but I, I think still things are not as smooth as they can be. And if you're not speaking Czech, you might when when you're when you're renting a flat, you might actually um, come upon people that would not speak anything but Czech. Yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. as well. Uh, I had the. L- situation when my landlord was actually coming to my flat without announcement okay so one day i was uh, peacefully laying down in my afternoon nap and all of a sudden the doors open and someone someone enters someone enters and there she is bringing me the mailbox the mailbox, not the mail, not the mailbox. The she mail from the, the mailbox, mail. really? Yeah, and she's like, I'm sorry, your mail came. I was like, oh, this is like a personal postal delivery? Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I was like... Make you feel like super welcome. I wish I was doing something <laughs> else and that bad, you know, not laying alone. <laughs> but all of a sudden, yeah, I wrote him a message uh, being really surprised how she entered and she was very insulted why I asked her even that. I really do wish I was doing something else. But <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> true. So these things happen, right? These things happen. I, yeah. I was not. I mean, but only by watching your webinar, I was uh, um, aware that actually the owner, if he wants the he she wants to visit the apartment, would need to kind of have had notice to the tenant. That's true. You can. They cannot just show up. They cannot. It's yeah. defined by the law. I had no idea. Yeah, so now you know. Yeah, now I know. Yeah. You want to meet later and we read together the Czech, yeah, Czech yeah, law. <laughs> the Czech law, yeah. Would yeah. Be, uh, nah. My, uh, my land, uh, landlord is a landlady, land, whatever. Yeah. She's uh, very nice, to be honest. And uh, she comes unannounced, but it's just because sometimes she just uh, misses the floor of the building. Uh-huh. Where she was. Okay. So, but yeah. So that's a valid reason. <laughs> the, so you've um, we were on the partnership with the okay and the uh, Prague uh, so partnership with the legal uh, legans l- legals legals legans legans mm-hmm. done Prague uh, morning webinars done. Mm-hmm. Where do you see this thing going? How I mean you know yeah what what was your ambition with this? Where do you see it? When will you be happy with it? You know. 
I'm already very happy with it. Because you I, know, <laughs> you started with like, you know, with the support group, let's say, and networking. Yeah. Then you went to psychological, now legal. I mean, this thing seems like it's growing and growing. And my question is, where do you want to take it? Well, I want to make it uh, first of all happening here in Czech Republic. But I would also like to spread it to the countries where there is a high number of expats living there. Okay. So that my, on my map, next maybe year or two, I may go to Portugal with it. I may go to Spain and so on. And uh, one interesting thing, I'm doing one other project in Croatia okay. as well. It's like a baby sister of Prague Integration. Okay. It's our uh, burnout uh, program uh, prevention for the helping professions in uh, in Croatia. Okay. Uh, but it's still development. Yeah, I'm just putting a, a website and kind of a rearranging the social media uh, schedule. So, um, yeah, this is where I see it going to the countries where there's a high number of experts. And now, because I know, and you, you brought Portugal up, uh, you are probably one of the few people I know that actually managed to travel a lot during this lockdown <laughs> i mean you just came from back from zagreb and you yeah. were by car i don't know how you drove you train by Z to zagreb or whatever yeah. and then you lived in portugal from like maybe since january till end of march oh i lived portugal end of october till end, of, like end of march yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. You, we haven't not we seen each other in october? we did i uh, in october we saw each other yeah and then you came and back then i no? came back in uh, december for the short christmas break but oh, then right. the Ryanair had yeah. discounted tickets. Mm -hmm. So you went <laughs> so I decided to go back, yeah. So tell us a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm absolutely sure. I look at the... Uh, uh, I, I look from where the listeners come from to from the podcast and I see that there is not necessarily Prague-based, so they are every everywhere. We have some followers from uh, Saudi Arabia, which we would like to say hello to. And hello please do subscribe for more content <laughs> and do support this wonderful 19 to the dozen podcast. So my question now is... You've been traveling during the lockdown. Yes. You've not had COVID. You are I asthmatic. Did. You did. I oh, did. I didn't know. <laughs> I okay. did even. So, even with COVID. Fine. You've had COVID <laughs> and you traveled. Tell us, how is it? How does Europe uh, look like now? I just want to speak about my COVID experience <laughs> to share. Yes. yes. <laughs> Europe looks uh, different. You, it's, not, it's not the same. You know, I always say city without people is just number of buildings next to each other, you know. Mm, I would tend to agree because at least with Prague, which is heavy touristic, other ways. Yeah. I mean, come on, you have I missed, to agree. I missed that also the. I missed also the the you know the local atmosphere because when Prague was under lockdown, you could not see the people. That's what I missed. That's and what I'm wasn't it to say. like? Weren't you looking more at the buildings, maybe, or at the? Yeah, I didn't. I don't make know. me so happy while looking I at people. I totally agree. <laughs> I miss people as well, Amanda. I totally agree yeah. and I understand what you say, but. Come on, I mean, you know, you if Petrica mentioned, for example, that uh, she was like 9 or 10 a.m. in the morning on the bridge, and the bridge was empty. I mean, no other time except these times you would see Carlo I miss those Most, newlyweds you know? that come and make yes, photos, exactly. you know. All I even miss the, them. Yeah. <laughs> All those yeah. people are gone, and now the, the city looks wonderful. But yes, it I is. think if you extrapolate, then yeah, Europe very is much. very sad. Yeah. Right. That's, I mean, it's that's the reason why I went to Portugal uh, because I decided to go to a little city, like even if so call it like a village. Tell uh, us where. Yeah, where? it's it's Cascais. It's near Lisbon. Wow! Lisboa. Check that Portuguese accent. Bom say, <laughs> say that again. 
Så det går kanske kanske. Det var Yeah. And uh, it was it was wonderful because still there there when I came there was uh, no lockdown, no strict lockdown. Okay. There was a curfew after 11 and the terraces were open so we could still hang out and meet people. You could go to the so beach. So life in Portugal is almost normal? Was, you was normal. You can eat out in a restaurant on a terrace, right? Yeah, but last two months they had a little bit stricter measures, but now okay. they opened again. But okay. yeah, I had to leave. Bars to inside? Discos? No, no, this no, kind no, of no, 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 Concerts? No, no. Uh, outside now. Outside? Terrace, yeah. Right. Because it's like hot than here no it is it is it should I be even like january should be like 20 degrees or something it was like fi- like? between 15 and 20 in yeah. january yeah yeah but now in march it was really beautiful it was between 20 and 25 so we were having a daily visits to the beach after the working hours of course, of course. and a little bit of surfing uh, later you know hanging out um having some you know nice time doing something together uh, cooking together i was living with experts as well and uh, it was very nice. It was it was a different lifestyle than I live in Prague. I feel in Prague, uh, I have a really active life, you know, like city active, busy life. But here I had structured life, more relaxed. What do you mean structured? I well, mean, it yeah. was, it was, I was really, you know, because I knew, I know myself, I, I like to have fun. And I knew if I leave somewhere like country like Portugal or Spain, I'd tend to have more fun than I have in Prague, yeah? Okay. Because I Prague consider it's my, you know, working place and here I kind of Johnny, my la gente so está muy loco. That's la Spanish, gente no? Busta, yeah, sí, yeah, español. <laughs> uh, but then I kind of uh, told myself that I still have to work, you know? I'm, I manage a team of 22 people remotely and I'm building my business here. So I was really strict between seven and I wake up at seven. Between seven and five, I would work, yeah? So it was my routine and after that would be the beach and after that some nice dinner i would volunteer to cook i like to cook as well and food is amazing oh i miss those oranges and uh yeah it was more like a structure here i have so many things going on projects people initiatives events you know that i always feel busy so this is kind of a difference if you Understand what I'm saying? I uh, do, between, I do, I do. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I mean, I, I'm totally lacking structure as an individual. There's been many people that tried to teach me that and they failed. Yet I'm somehow functional in a way. But I look at people that have success stories that have built something, like let's say you have with Prague Integration, which is something that is totally noticeable right now for an expat in Prague. Um and my point is you again come with the structure speech okay yeah you know but is but there is like structure in portugal and you come here there is madness right so please tell me there is a little bit of hope for a little bit of madness in the world i don't know what i'm saying yeah it is i mean it's you know because i understand structure everybody's like about you know you wake up 10 habits of successful people they all wake up they all do a little it's bit of like exercise. That. It's not like that always. They all do a blah, blah, blah. It's not like that always. I have days. I don't do it every day, you know, like, and I do it differently. I balance in between. Some days I told myself, you know, 
oh, I need to, you know, wake up super early. I need to do this. Sometimes, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I don't wake up. And usually I don't exercise at 5 or 6 a.m. or prepare super healthy chia seeds breakfast. Don't tell me about structure. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I do it most of the times. I'm trying to have a schedule and so on. But that I punish myself that I don't. If I don't, no. On the other hand, I do understand that things get done kind of in the morning, right? In the first half of the day, somehow. Yeah. I, I, I have one uh, funny Can anecdote. you be productive at six? Uh, no. <laughs> Can we please skip this question? <laughs> yeah, we will cut uh, this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I uh, met a, a Montenegrin guy last, last time in Rigra. We were talking about and he, he was, he was so, so fun. He, <laughs> Montenegrin people are very famous because <laughs> they are cold that they're lazy. They don't want to wake up early. They don't want to work and so on. And I didn't have this experience with Montenegrin people. So we were talking about it and he told me, you know, like, it's true. When I wake up super early in the morning, I'm not feeling just bad. I am sick. <laughs> I feel sick. <laughs> I was I, laughing so much. I must be Montenegrin. It must be Montenegrin. <laughs> or Romania, no? <laughs> well, I feel sick when yeah, I'm I tired. feel sick, yeah. And uh, I do feel sick sometimes when I wake up super early in the morning, but I tend to keep my routine, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, plans about expanding to a European level, more or less? Yeah. Prague integration. Yeah. You will have to change the name. I will definitely need to change the name. <laughs> Do you have any suggestion? <laughs> 19 to the dozen integration. To the dozens. The, um, no, but I can think about it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you think? I'm not trying to challenge the idea, but do you think that the problem, uh, that uh, the know-how from Prague will be uh, um, spreadable throughout Europe, or do you think that each city? I I don't know. Do do the expats in Kaish Kaish? Oh, do they have the same kind of issues like in Prague? Like they uh, would have in Prague? I, I believe that we all have uh, the same issues while moving to the new, to the new city. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what kind of a support is available there. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because um, I've, I'm really close with the expat community and with different people here. And I had a lot of talks about what is missing and so on. So I kind of got the idea what is missing. I would need to spend time with the people to see what do they have at their disposal, disposal and what is missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk with some of them, you know, but um, I kind of uh, got a different idea because they are actually really happy because they are on the coast, they're somewhere where it's warm, you know. Uh, <laughs> somewhere where it's warm and they're sorry, some of the expats just left to their home as well, you know, so I could not get the best information. I, I really, I wanted to do it, you know, just to see how people are living there, what kind of support do they have and so on, but I didn't get to the core information I wanted. But I, I do believe that there is a same pattern going on when you move to another country. Um, but depends, we need to research it a little bit And more. you have to love Europe. I mean, one of the, the uh, for me, it's really... Sometimes I rage when I hear people our age, uh, you know, like being Eurosceptic, um, skeptic, Euroskeptical, whatever yeah. is the word, right? Because that's the most wonderful part of the European Union, at least pre-pandemic, is that this, this free travel and free possibility of getting a job without needing the work permit and all these other things, right? Just for being European, this is wonderful. I mean, you can... It's too old for me, but a young guy, you know, could 
probably just spread and widen his horizons just by, I don't know, two years in Portugal, two years in Denmark, two years in Germany. You know, you, you can definitely do that and you'll be such a more rich individual just by being exposed to different cultures and food. And I, I can only imagine the food. I mean, I know a little bit about Portugal food oh, since yeah. I've yeah. traveled a little bit there, but... Um, Yeah, I, I, I guess you're the expert. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I had uh, only the creme de la creme ice cream. So <laughs> I'm still craving some. Busy day, man. Yeah, you told yeah, me you day. wake up at six o'clock, though. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about food. What would you miss from home now, going back that you're from Rijeka? Fish. Fish, huh? <laughs> seafood. Yeah, I miss seafood. Which you, I guess you got tons of it in In yeah, a, yeah, and it's very, uh, it's affordable, it's tasty, it's on every corner. Yeah, I miss, I miss the fish. I had my dose of fish now when I was in Croatia for two weeks, so I think I'm fine for two months. Um, I always have salmon from Albert. Okay. Thank God. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh, fish is the crucial. I'm missing. <laughs> cool, cool. And I guess like, yeah, Rijeka being on the sea, um, you, it's like an fresh source yeah very yeah. very so what would be like what would you miss the most what would be the recipe that your mom cooked which you miss um like fish like grilled like that easy or calamari is it? i like very okay. much yeah I'm, i'm calamari lover i like calamari with uh blitva isus maria how do you say blitva in english what is blitva let's find out blitva is How do you say it in Czech, Blitva? Blitva. Let me check. Croatian Blitva. Hrvatska Blitva. Let me check. Okay, you don't have a... Mangold. Mangold. What is Mangold? It's Blitva. Okay. <laughs> so, this. There is... You're buying here, Blitva? Okay, good. It's a mango with calamari and tartar sauce. Ooh. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cool. Um, Stan, do you have anything? Mm-hmm. I want to ask uh, more about these uh, problems of uh, people which come to Prague, foreigners, yeah. Is there really some crazy problem which you saw, which you, which you said to yourself, this the, cannot be true, yeah, what this one... guy just told me, you know, what the problem is? Did you have some problem like this, where you the, thought the story, it cannot be possible? Sorry, Stan, for hey, cutting off the story which will make us viral. This is it, no? The, 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 yeah, uh, the tell us the viral story. We can't, we can't talk about the client or any kind of their mental health issues. Yeah, yeah. There are like plenty of them. <laughs> we can't mention it. Yeah, okay. I can't. It, because I signed a contract, I can't So not it. even like without names or stuff like that? No. <laughs> no. I can't. Okay. Okay. It's really, it's really okay. because I signed a contract, so it's really... Can you say it off camera? I can say it off camera. <laughs> Later I'll tell you all the... Because there's like... There's can I then it. joke about it in another yeah. episode like an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like plenty of that. Like, yeah. What did you like in Prague when you came first? What was the thing which you said, ah, this city... You know what? It was so terrible. It was like, and not terrible, but it was at the moment I, uh, 
I was, uh, I saw, <laughs> but I saw the pop crawl. <laughs> I never seen a pop crawl in my life. I never saw many of pop crawls. <laughs> they go on my street. I have yeah. no idea <laughs> what I it is either. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw pop crawl in my life back then. The fun. Man, they were the hundreds fun. of people. They would go like for 10 minutes under my window. The queue was so long. Yeah. At one yeah. point. Yeah. And all with this inflatable penises and so yeah. on. <laughs> and they would all end up on a don't boat mess, party at one mess. point, right? Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. It was just I saw the boat sailing away from yeah. me. You know, so what the fuck is going on? It was so, yeah. Wow. I um, thank you for mentioning it because yeah, look, yeah. one year later, this is like I didn't even think about it. Uh, do you miss them? I kind of yeah. do know <laughs> that you mentioned it. I totally do miss you. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the freedom, you know, the freedom I had, the freedom that if you walk on the street, people don't give a shit about you and they don't give a damn and everyone is their little you know world and kind of a making their own way in Croatia we have we are wonderful with the sea and there's good seafood and uh, with our wonderful coastline and Game of Thrones and Split Zadar Dubrovnik but people stick their nose too much but this is I mean back home as well back home yeah we got back I home do I do have, have this thank you for saying this this is a wonderful point which it, I mean, it makes sense, and for me, it's as well the same kind of thing. I, in one way, I love Prague for this freedom feeling that you have. Mm. Nobody cares, man, about you personally. In, in the, you know, you can do anything in Prague and almost not get in trouble for. Yeah. It's such a nice feeling to have and to see around. And it's also, in a way, a responsibility because in the end, you don't do crazy shit. You respect yeah. this kind of freedom in a way, right? And personal space of people. Yeah. I, I didn't take it uh, before, that importance of the personal space, because I also let the people to come into too much into stuff that I'm doing. But that's kind of a recipe for living in Croatia. Mm -hmm. So I was just <laughs> now uh, in Zagreb, and I'm like, I'm fascinated. Nothing changed. Like, so it's like... So left, like what we now almost six years ago, everyone is just like sitting at the cafe bar and the main square, like Pecorso. nails, Pecorso. Corso. nails, <laughs> sunglasses, new iPhone, and just like turning around and looking at people, like, and then commenting. And I like, I like it. I like it because, oh, this is a kind of a creation thingy and we are like this and it's kind of a, you know, ironic and funny at some point, but I don't, uh, I don't find the feeling anymore. And Prague, what matters to me so much is the, is the, is the freedom. Um, I like Balkan, you know. I like. I'm not. Someone saying that I'm, I'm a Balkan girl, and they can see it from my behavior, the way I talk, how I act, and so on. But I think I got a little bit of Czech finess, <laughs> and I, I started a little bit to be more uh, calm and more respectful and uh, looking stuff from a different, you know, point of view. Uh, I also do think and uh, that Czech people are very nice and I didn't have a single bad experience in six years. Of course, there is maybe a lady from Albert that doesn't have a good day or so on. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Sometimes she doesn't say Dobri den, yeah, most nicer yeah. way, but uh, I would never exchange, you know, Prague for anything now. Uh, I would not come back home if you talk about that. 
Yeah. Uh, sometimes I get nostalgic, missing it, missing the 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 Balkans and the craziness there and people being so friendly and kind and loud. I can be loud there. I can be loud. I can be loud here and get all these looks from the tram. Uh, but uh, I think I could call Prague home, not anymore Croatia. So I think it took my heart fairly. So if I can answer your question. Yeah, this is yeah. very, very nice, actually. Yeah. And what I usually ask at the end is... Um, Take a moment and think if you could change something about the world today. It doesn't necessarily have to be doable, but you would have a magic power to just snap your fingers and change something in the world today. What would it be? What would it be? Yeah, it can be anything. I mean, you know. Oh, good question. Mm. What do you want me to reply, Bogdan? Anything you want, Amanda. It can be anything. Like solve, solve hunger in Africa. Oh, I'm not going to solve hunger. <laughs> but I'd like that, you know, I, I see a lot of people now, and maybe it's with the mental health and so on, people worrying about the stuff that they cannot change. If I could have a magical stick that just people stopped worrying about the stuff that are not in their control, you know. If you can just take a moment for that, stop worrying about the stuff they cannot change, you know. Like this pandemic showed us when in the beginning, you know, people are worrying so much. You know, no matter how much we worried, nothing changed, you know. And I'm, I would like to give each person in this world this power to take a moment to take care more about themselves and not around... Uh, Stuff that cannot change, control, that's not in their power. Yeah. If I can have this, <laughs> I will be really happy. I would be happy for you because honestly, that's a brilliant idea. And, and it's a brilliant thought. So why would you ask me what to say? See? You <laughs> okay. got the perfect answer, right? Yeah. Okay. So thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thanks uh, once again, uh, Lastavica. And of course, wonderful... Uh, Miss Amanda Mataya. Yes, bravo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Stan, for uh, the last 20 minutes of support. I don't know what I would have done without you. <laughs> you can follow Amanda on... Prague Integration Instagram, Prague Integration Facebook, Prague Integration LinkedIn, and PragueIntegration.cz website. Wow, you have a website. Well done. Uh, Lastavica is lastavica.com. O-R-G. Do you guys have Instagram as well? Uh, yes, Lastavica and Facebook. As well, Instagram and Facebook. And please do subscribe to 19 to the Dozen. Um, we are uh, on YouTube with video, so you can see the wonderful people that we meet. As well, we are on Instagram at 19 to the dozen underscore podcast. We are on Facebook at 19 to the dozen. You can listen to us on Spotify, as well as Google Podcast, as well as Anchor, as well as something else which I don't really remember, but we're everywhere on all those platforms. And um, thank you for listening to us. And that's wonderful. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Bogdan. It was a pleasure.